This is episode 116 of Train Smooth. My name is Tim Egg, and if you guys have any questions at all, feel free to shoot me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. And today's question comes from Norm. I've signed up for Ironman Western Australia. This is my first Ironman. With a little over nine months to train, what would you recommend? I have been very inconsistent for the past few years, and I'm using this with the hope to get fit and tick off the bucket list. So, right here. So the first thing I would recommend is great, well, I'll just say great race to start off with. Ironman Western Australia was my first Ironman. Um, it's, it's a pretty cool event. So there's a few things with that. Yeah, it's super flat. That's why a lot of people pick pick that as their first race, especially around um, a, a lot of Asian countries will will have just plane loads of people come do it. Um, and most Australians like to head over there as their first Ironman because of how flat it is and how smooth the roads are. Um, generally, the biggest hurdle for that is the swim because you're going out past the jetty 200 metres and you're coming back. So you're really just going 1.9 kilometre completely out to sea and you're coming straight back. There is no triangles, there is no squares, it's just straight out and straight back. So as you're getting further out, you're going with the swirls, the big normal natural ocean swirls. So what starts off relatively flat and sometimes it can be very choppy, I'm not trying to scare you, but uh, it starts off relatively flat and then as you further get further out further out further out those swirls become bigger and bigger and but it's a great event actually just a side story my very first Ironman I did there um, they had an unusual amount of stingers in the water and it was very unusual for that time of the year and just about every swim stroke I did I'd end up with a handful of stingers in it and they they would sting and I had one get stuck right on my neck where where my wetsuit is and I could not get rid of it for the life of me I'm trying to flick it out and still trying to swim at the same time and finally got rid of him and that just the sting hung around for ages it was a nightmare but I kept telling myself it was a nightmare for everyone but that was just you know that's that's just my little cool war story but I'll I'll go into answering your question here so you've got time time is on your side so the biggest thing I would say is don't be in a rush. Don't be in a hurry to get those miles up too hard too quick. You're just going to get injured. You're saying you're very inconsistent for the last few years. So your biggest concern and your biggest focus needs to be staying injury-free. And so I would say, without knowing a lot about you, you're at a very high risk of injury over the next six months. So really take your time. Just very, very gradually build the distance, build the volume. Um, you didn't say what your goals were. I'm assuming it's just to finish uh, because this is a bucket list. So with that, in sa- with that being said, I would look at just doing a lot of aerobic work, in particular for um, the next four or five months, and then look at, what what you can do from here on in so instead don't look too far down the road don't look at man it's time to go bloody quick i've got to get this in this in this in this in focus now's a good time to focus on technique make sure your technique is good on swim bike run and then you can just very very slowly aerobically 
build up the volume. So it's one of my things. If you go back to all these episodes, there's a few little patterns I I navigate through. One of them is you get your volume in. Through your volume, you get your recovery in. Once you have those two things right, you can then add intensity. So I would focus just slowly. I wouldn't even... So if you haven't run over, you know, let's say you haven't run over an hour for for the last couple of years, I probably wouldn't even consider running over an hour for the next couple of months. I would build everything up around. And then once I'm ready to start running over an hour, I'd pick that one day where that's going to be turned into my long run. And we're, we're talking this far out, I'd probably increase it by five minutes a week, just five minutes a week. Um, you can increase it by 10 minutes a week if you're feeling really good. Um, I wouldn't be going any further than that. You, Take it nice and steady. Technique, volume, recovery. I'd be focusing on them. I'd be also doing a, a, a real look at because uh, you don't tell me your age too, so I'm not not sure if you if you're let's say 55, I'd probably also be chucking you in the gym. Or if you're a 40 or so, I'd maybe look at putting you in the gym now, um, just just to help, and that's going to help keep you injury free as well. Um, and then when when you start building up volume, that's going to help absorb a lot of the stress that your body's going to be put under. I'd be definitely focusing on core strength. There's a saying, and um, there's a saying I love. Alan Pittman would say, "Do core strength like your run depends on it, because it does." I actually, on a side note, I actually put that on Twitter, and, and I had someone argue with me saying that's not true, but. I'm a firm believer of it. So what happens when you become fatigued in that back part of an Ironman is you you drop your pelvis. And and that, once you start losing that core strength and core stability in that last 10 kilometers of an Ironman, that can add up to a minute per kilometer onto your time. So to the person that uh, says that's not true... That's not a true statement. Oh, I would love to swear at you about now. So that's what I would recommend. Um, take your time. Feel free to come back. Shoot me through as many emails as you like along the way. There's a lot of little things um, you can learn. Um, you need to know that I'd be reading... Um, oh, I'd probably be reading um, people's stories more than um, how-to books. Because there's a lot of little things that you do. If, if you don't know, you don't know. Things like um, what to expect in transition. It's not a normal triathlon transition, Ironman. They've got big tents. You've got transition bags. You know, what are you going to be doing with your helmet? You don't sit your helmet on your bikes in Ironman Australia, in Ironman's in Australian areas. But I, I'm not sure what, what that's if that's a rule in the US and everything, but you got to keep your helmet inside your bag. So there's little, little things you need to know along the way. And if you read people's blogs on their first Ironman experiences or just general Ironman experiences, you will learn a lot from that. If you guys have any other questions, shoot me through an email, tim at trainsmove.com. Till tomorrow. Hooroo.